DJ Simulationistas. So, with Dr. D, Dan Raymer, and Dr. J, Janice Palaganis, coming at you from the Center for Medical Simulation in Boston, Massachusetts. So buckle up your mannequin, and let's roll. Welcome to DJ Simulation East to Sup. You're here with Janice Palaganis and... Dan Raymer. Sup, Janice. Sup, Dan. I have something for you. Uh-huh. So we had... Gianna told a speaking up story that yeah. I thought was really interesting because it triggers something that I hadn't really thought about. And I wanted to kind of pick your brain on it. Okay. And so the big headliner here is it's about speaking up and certainty. All right. Okay. I'm going to play her story for you. And then I'm interested in what you think about what she says around certainty. And this is Gianna, your daughter. Gianna, my daughter. Who is? She's 11 years old. 11 years old. Okay. (laughs) From the mouths of babes. My mom was driving my brother and me to Christmas play. As usual, my mom didn't know where we were going. I was the one who knew. I was the one who knew and I was sure of it. Mom, make a left, make a left, make a left. But she listened to my brother after he said, straight, I think. As they drove straight, they realized it was the wrong direction. My mom made a U-turn and I said, Mom, I kept saying that you were supposed to make a left. I knew it was a left. Why didn't you listen to me? You tell people that you need to speak up. And I did speak up, but you didn't listen to me. She stopped the car and said, I was right and she was sorry she didn't listen to me. When it comes to directions, she thought I would be as bad as her. She realized that I had the certainty in my voice this time and not my brother. Next time, when I'm sure of it, I just say, I'm certain, and she'll know to listen to me. Well, (laughs) that certainly (laughs) is an interesting story. Uh, I just think that poor Gianna now thinks that certainty is a good thing. I know. And I'm not so sure. Exactly. So this is why I wanted to pick your brain on it, because I think to clinical practice, and you know, when I used to work in, in the trauma bay, and you have like one second to decide, I often did pick the voice that sounded the most certain in that moment and went with it. So so I think it's very complex. The last study that we did around speaking up found that being uncertain yourself was a real big impediment to speaking up. It, it showed up uh, more frequently than most every other barrier to speaking up, including hierarchy. It was mm-hmm. more important than hierarchy. In fact, it was in the top three, as I recall. I'd have to look it up, but it was very high on the scale, this need to be certain before you speak up. Right. When... Someone else appears to be certain. Mm -hmm. That is often a red flag to many people, including me, to to have doubt. I just think that, I don't know, I've just grown up being uncertain about everything. 
you know, I may sound certain, I may be convinced I'm right, but uh, sometimes I'm wrong. And sometimes people are quite certain about something and uh, they, they cast it as the truth. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it turns out to be, you know, not true at all. In fact, sometimes after a very long time, yeah. medicine, healthcare is full of things that, uh, that at this moment were very certain are true. And then five years, 10 years, 15 years later, it turns out the opposite is now believed to be true. And so I just have this big problem with certainty. Yeah. Well, so there's, there's an article in uh, Social Science and Medicine by Bauman and Thompson, and it talks about the overconfidence among physicians and nurses. And they talk about micro certainty and macro uncertainty. And there's this whole phenomena around that. When you have one second to decide, there are these like levels of like intonation that indicates how certain a person is. And and you're talking about speaking up in certainty and, and that being an impediment. I guess uncertainty is an impediment. Is that? I think... The uncertainty that the speaker-upper has is an impediment, but the certainty that the person you're speaking up to has is also an impediment. And I often wonder when someone makes that decision and states it with this, you know, just reeking of certainty, Yeah, I wonder whose benefit that's for because I believe it's for their own benefit. Yeah. You know, when you have to make a really difficult clinical decision that makes a difference in someone's life or death, uh-huh. and you need to proceed, you need to make that decision, you have to convince yourself of certainty. That's going to leak out all over the place. And so- it's so understandable. Yet, if it's really a decision that you're struggling with, you can't ever be certain. Right. Do you have like a gray zone then? Like, so when you hear someone that sounds super certain, you don't listen to them, or you're just, yeah, I'm not sure. And then the person that sounds really uncertain, you're like, I'm not sure. Is there this intonation that you look for that makes you more certain to make that decision? I guess I have more respect for people's judgments and decisions when there's a little bit of humility attached to it. Uh-huh. And when someone someone says, turn left here, I'm pretty sure that's where we're going. As opposed to, turn left here, that's where it is, I'm sure of it. Because as soon as I hear that, I... I, Isn't that interesting? But or or if it was turn left, I think, you also wouldn't listen to it. But if it was turn left, I'm pretty sure it seems more credible to you than turn left, I'm certain, turn left, I think. So I guess it's certainty light that I... I, that, that I think I react the best to. Yeah. Because if it tips towards uncertainty, uh-huh. well, then it's pretty easy to dismiss it and say, I better collect other data, I better think of this in another way because the person's uncertain. And, well, uh, I feel like there's so much more. So there's another article by Cheatins and Linton, and they talk about judgment under emotional certainty and uncertainty. And they talk about the 
effects of how you process each of those through emotion. But they looked at, you know, certainty and uncertainty. And you're talking about this kind of middle ground Mm -hmm. that maybe it takes a mixture of both. But I also feel like when somebody seems really certain and you don't really know them, you're also probably taking factors in of their personality that you're just extrapolating almost like micro facial expressions. Like you just can feel their personality and it gives you a little certainty. I think there's a huge difference between people you know and people you don't know and all of the biases that come into play when you know someone and all the different biases that come into play when you don't know someone or you know them very little or you know them by credential. You know, I think those things make this such a complicated soup in your ability to say, you know what, I better speak up because this could be a bad thing. And if I don't speak up, then who will? Mm-hmm. And this could lead to a bad outcome. And I, that's why I think it is just stupendously difficult to be consistently on the right side of speaking up. Just- well, the other thing is that first article that I mentioned on overconfidence, they talk about how the people who reported that they truly felt like they were right in the moment was all of them. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> well, mo- I should say most of them. I don't remember exactly the study. And it was interesting because it was all different. They were different decisions and different ways to handle that particular case. And so is there really a right way? I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess in, uh, in all things in life or most things in life, I should never say all things because uh, uh, that goes against what I'm saying. In most things in life, some, <laughs> some lightness. You're supposed to say I think. Some most lightness, things in life, I think. Well, I'm getting to I think. <laughs> some lightness in what I think <laughs> is is important because you know truth is just such an elusive thing yeah you know what is absolute truth i mean philosophers have spent uh you know eons discussing what that really is and you know there's there's uh you know extremes obviously alternate facts is not a real thing (laughs) you know things that are uh that seem to be facts um there's always another uh side to it Mm -hmm. i mean lawyers know this because no matter how clear and open and shut something is there are always holes in it there's always another way to look at it there's always the possibility that it isn't really as it seems Mm -hmm. and so it frustrates us because you know people want to be certain they want certainty but it's ever ever elusive Thanks, Dan. I think, I just think this is interesting. I would love to hear from our listeners if you've ever had a one second decision to make and you had multiple voices, which one you went with and why, and if certainty played a role in any of that. So are you certain that this was a useful (laughs) exercise to discuss this? Because I'm not. (laughs) Well, I think it is a very useful exercise, I think. Uh huh. <laughs> Did that Great. help you? Great. <laughs> Always good talking to you, Janice. All right. Thanks <laughs> Take for joining care. us. Bye. Bye. DJ Simulationistas, what's up? 
is brought to you by the Center for Medical Simulation. Find out more about CMS and learn about our simulation instructor training and course offerings at www.harvardmedsim.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.